Welcome to Pixie Dust with a Twist, the podcast that sprinkles a little extra magic into your life. We're your hosts on this magical adventure. I'm Sav. And I'm Piff. Join us as we guide you through the enchanting world of Disney films with a cocktail twist. Get ready to be transported to a land where dreams come true, one movie and cocktail at a time. We're back. The and strike is over. The strike is over. <laughs> Yay. Thank God. Finally. I realized that we were like, we're not in the union, so we weren't really striking. We were just like, you know, in solidarity, not being a scab. Yeah. But wow, that was long. That was long. Kudos to the people who held out. Kudos yeah. to the people on the picket line. You know, I'm really excited for them. Um, and I'm glad they did that because everybody deserves to be paid a fair wage and a mm-hmm. livable wage. So And deserves to not have like AI people taking their jobs. Taking their jobs, yeah. And also, people want to see real people. Yeah. I saw a clip of, like, AI, like, background filler people, and it was Uncanny Valley. It was so creepy. Really? Yeah. And and people break into the industry doing background, background work. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, though, but... We're back. We're back. Um, Would you like to uh, tell the people what movie we we're discussing today? <gasps> we're discussing one of my absolute favorite movies, Up. I love it. And we're both sporting our up gear um, on our recent trip to Disney. Recent. Not recent enough. Not recent enough. Um, but we we started in Animal Kingdom and we did an up theme. I don't want to say bound. bound, but like, yeah, bound. It was like a group it's bound. kind of a bound. Yeah. Themed to outfits. Me, yeah, themed outfits. But that's bounding. I think that Can counts. I- Okay, so I have this like mental block uh, for like regular bounding because yeah. I'm always worried that people aren't going to realize that I am in theme because I, I love a theme, it's, you know? It's w- definitely one of those, the girls that get it, get, get it. it. Yeah. yeah. And then that's the people that you want to interact with because they, they get it and they get it. Um, yes. I also have a mental block with bounding though because I'm a cheap ass and I don't want to buy all that stuff. Like, I want to build something that I, out of stuff I already have, mm-hmm. but I never have, like, pieces that I need mm-hmm. for the bound that I want to do. Yeah, But I'm so, I'm, I have this mental block with, like, buying something that I'm only ever going to wear in Disney, like, in the park. Yeah. And that's why I can't fully commit to, like, certain lounge flies that I love. Because you, because when, when am you I ever, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the Kevin one. I want it so, so bad. It's so cute. It's so cute. In case in case any listeners don't know this about me, I am completely obsessed with Kevin. And we'll get to it. Yes, I love her. <laughs> obsessed. And like literally so obsessed that if I see Kevin walking around an Animal Kingdom, I will bolt from the rest of the group. Okay, so let's let's talk <laughs> let's about this. That. Let's unpack this. So <laughs> We had flown into Florida that morning. Our flight had been delayed. So we were running like behind when we thought we were going to get to the park. And obviously Animal Kingdom closes the earliest. So we get there, we do some stuff and we're like, okay, we need a food break. We need a snack break. If I don't need something, I'm going to bite somebody's head off. We were all super hangry because we had a morning flight. But so we're like waiting. We had placed our order and we like went down and like found some seats by the water. And it was really pretty. So nice. Um. Because Florida's hot as hell, and down there by the water, it was really shaded. Yeah, and so, like, a couple of us had gone down there, and then I think I just get a text that says, Kevin, in all capital letters, and Savannah is gone. It was from Tori. Yeah, she texted in the group chat, Kevin, 
And I just bolted because like she's a real one. They're all real ones and they know that I'm obsessed with Kevin. And Flame Tree Barbecue conveniently is located almost directly across from the gate that Kevin walks through to come out and do their meet and greet. Because Kevin doesn't do like a normal character meet where they no, just it's stand a, there. Kevin's a, a wandering Kevin's character. Kevin's a wandering character. So she texted Kevin in all caps. One of you, you didn't text it, so it was Tori, because I yeah. wasn't with you guys, but I received the text message and just took off. Yeah. And then, but little did I know, unbeknownst to me, upon receiving that text message, they were trying to find me so we could all go, and I just took off. Well, like, it wasn't I'm, so we could all go. It was just like... Savannah needs Savannah to was the one who was, like, waiting for our food. Yeah. Um, and she was going to let us know just so that we could, like, kind of, like, not all be standing out in the hot sun. Yeah. Um. And so we were like, okay, what? What do we do? We had mobile ordered. So I was just waiting for like the text. Yeah. So you're running and then I'm running to try to find you running. Yeah. Yeah. But luckily it wasn't like a long distance. Like it. Yeah. Like they were all the, I mean, we were all the way down by the water. water. Yeah. And then up to flame tree takes at least two minutes to get up there. And then those two minutes I had completely disappeared. And I was like, So I got to run over there. One of my absolute favorite pictures of me at Disney. I look like hot garbage, but it's fine because it's a picture. I went, so I went in Disney, I went to Disney in March of this year. And so we were at Animal Kingdom and they know, they also know I'm obsessed with Kevin. And so there was this, I was able to get right up next to her and I am looking up like smiling and he snapped this picture of me. Kudos to him for getting getting that awesome candid, by the way, because like guys notoriously just are not great at doing that. And so he like snapped that picture. I don't know if it was an accident. I don't know if it was on purpose, but it was a great great picture. Shout out to him. It'll be on our socials. So check it out. I love it. It's so much fun. But I'm in like a Lilo Lilo and Stitch shirt. Yeah. I say I got a picture with Kevin on our trip. Yeah. Together. That's cute. Yeah. Post that. We'll We'll post post both. Both Kevin pics. Both Kevin pics. All right, but let's dive in. Yeah, Um, our cocktail. Yes. So, all right, I'll I'll talk about the cocktail. You talk about it. So, our cocktail is basically like s'mores hot chocolate, but it's alcoholic. Mm -hmm. So, all you got to do is you make hot chocolate. And then you want to use either whipped or marshmallow vodka. We used whipped because that's what we had. So, a shot and a half of that, and then half a shot of creme de cacao. And we we were like... Wilderness Explorers, Russell, s'mores seem appropriate. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. So up. Up. 2009. Oh my God, man. Is it really uh-huh. that old? Jeez. We are also getting older. Are- the movie opens, obviously, on the black and white film that Russell is watching. Or not Russell. Carl, Carl. is watching. It's baby Carl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a question. Did you ever go to Kosai in Columbus? Yeah. Okay, do you remember, like, the adventure exhibit? It's the interactive treasure hunting thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. There is a very similar film that they play at the beginning of that exhibit to kind of set up what you're doing. And it reminded me, I was, like, watching it. I was like, this reminds me so much of that. Um, It doesn't exist anymore. But if you went to the adventure exhibit at COSI in Columbus, Ohio, you know what I'm talking about. Um, And then, like, in the documentary... My note is, we probably should have imagined that Charles Muntz was going to be a wackadoodle based on his reaction to criticism. Yeah, 100%. When you're watching the movie, you know, and you're, you're kind of like, you're with like, he Carl. was justified. Yeah, yeah. And like, Carl's like, no, because he was like, 
shunned from the scientific and you know community blah blah so of course you see carl's reaction no and so of course you yeah. want to be with him and you're like yeah like gonna... watching it in hindsight knowing how yeah. it ends yeah i'm watching it as a adult like a fully yeah. full-blown adult now you're like hmm, wow so then you know carl leaves the theater he's walking about mm-hmm. yep and he he's stumbles upon adventure balloon he stumbles upon ellie in this abandoned house yeah that is not only obviously dangerous because he falls through the the floor, the floor basically. Well, but, the beam, I guess. Yeah, he's walking out on that still. plank. Yeah, I think that we all had a friend like Ellie growing up. Like I was Ellie somebody up. who. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna say my 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 Ellie was Maggie. Um, oh, just like made you feel included and was loud and proud about everything that they loved and like yeah. didn't have any shame. Um, yeah. And she's still like that. So. Yeah. As a small child, so like as young Ellie, around that age, I I was Ellie. Like once I got into middle school, I was less like no shame, you know, but. They grow up. They get they married. They get married. And, um, but I, I had this note because, I, again, I'm trying to like watch it like really closely this time. Yeah. And. Obviously, this is like one of the saddest opening sequences in movie history. Oh my gosh, yeah. But they plant the seeds for balloons, like picking things up and flying it away. Like his cart gets picked up. Mm -hmm. There's like the note. Um, And the very beginning, it's just like, I saw where your balloon went. So their relationship like started with a balloon. Yeah. So So I think it's, I I thought that was so sweet. Yeah. I'm I'm very proud of you for looking at that, like from a cinematic, like study perspective. I am trying You are doing great. You're doing great. Okay, um, and then the first, our first, like, tragedy hits. Yeah. You, that, yeah. you know, they Ellie has a miscarriage. Yeah. Um, and you can really see in that moment how much Carl really understands Ellie because yeah. he lets her have her time, yeah. and then he reminds her, like, you had all these other dreams. Yeah, and, and we can do that. Yeah. And I just thought that was... Do you think she has so a miscarriage, or do you think they're telling her she can't I think she had a miscarriage because they were painting a nursery. So oh, that's that to true. me implied yep. Yep. she were painting had, a nursery. Yeah. She she was pregnant. Yeah. And then the doctor's office, she was no longer pregnant. Yeah. And then they told her, You're no longer pregnant. Yeah. You probably never be able to. And then just like a sarcastic note, just to like go from something sweet to something not so sweet. So they use like the glass jar and all I could think every time they broke it is like, could we have picked something we could get the money out of after yeah. the first time we broke it? Like Yeah. yeah. I do love the jar, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every time they had to break it. And that is so freaking relatable. Like, you're saving up for this big trip. Or you're saving up for this thing that you really want. Mm-hmm. You know, this dream. And like, then life this trip you want to go. Yeah. And then life happens. So I just remember watching, obviously, the, that opening. Yeah. And then it transitions. And just absolutely bawling. Yes. Because, first of all, Pixar knows how to make me cry. Yes. Oh, my gosh. But just, oh. Yep. I was in the theaters, bawling my eyes out. Yeah. I really love how Up uses a lot of these, like, visual scenes with no dialogue, but you can tell, like, what's happening. And it allows, like, the kind of plot to move along without a lot of, like, exposition. Yes. That is great cinematography like that is amazing writing like you that takes a lot of thought mm-hmm. in order to evoke those emotions and to communicate 
mm-hmm. which is one of the many reasons why I love film. Love that industry because it it is so powerful. They use music. You know, film yeah. film encompasses so much it's visual art, it's the auditory experience. And yes, it is the words that they use too, but um and then the intentional use to use no like no yeah. like, like that's when awesome. when to use dialogue versus when not to use yeah. the dialogue. And they just like pull you in. Like that's definitely a great example of one of those that you find yourself like leaning forward because like, uh-huh. you're so engrossed. Look at so that. we we're, we flash forward. We're in modern day. Yes. Carl is very upset and old and great. He's widowed. Yeah. Yes. Crotchety would be a good word. Here's my question. In in the real world, could you have a construction zone that close to a residential home? No. I didn't think so. No. It just seemed, I was like, like, because like the whole incident is because yeah. a big piece of construction hits his mailbox and that kind of spirals. The yeah, thing. the equipment. Yes, yeah. Somebody backs. Yeah. So I'm like, that, but that equipment should not have been that close to this yeah. man's house. Yeah. It shouldn't have. Not that fence line and not his mailbox. Like, I can understand, like, if it was on it, because like, you know, equipment has to be arrive to the scene Mm -hmm. so it probably has to pass by at least once but it shouldn't have actively been that close yeah they were parking it on the sidewalk right outside of his right outside of his house so or like on the street which equipment like that shouldn't be on the street like that when there's access when it's available there's available space for it to be off the road all right so then russell is there good afternoon (laughs) (laughs) my name is russell my only note on well, actually, I have, two, I have two notes on Russell, and the first is like, how did he know that this elderly man was living in this single home surrounded by this construction site? And I'm like, well, if he lives in the area, he's probably heard about this old man. He's like, I need my assisting the elderly bench, so that's yeah. the only old man I know about. So I'll yeah. give you a pass on that, right? Maybe. Why is he carrying so much stuff? Just and to- he's packing. Oh, I think that's hilarious. I love that. And there's like pots and pans, like you can hear him playing. Yeah. Like this, like <laughs> he eight to ready. ten year old, he's ready for adventure at any moment. At any moment. Any moment, he's just ready. He's like, I don't know how to use half this stuff. He does, but I am ready. <laughs> I have a tent. I can't put up. Like I have tents are hard. Tents are hard, and the poor thing with the smack to the face with the mark <laughs> and the mark. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Okay, this actually. Can, okay, I think I can break out my question. Okay. How did you know that there's an old man in the middle of the construction site in the city? Like, yeah. I have a theory. Do you think, because you see the big head honcho dude, like on his phone, and, you know, he's like, hey, you in the suit. Like, you know, yeah. that guy. Do you think that guy could potentially be Russell's dad? And that's why he never has time for him. He's too busy trying to grow his empire, build his ever i like that theory i like the theory the only thing that stops me is because um russell says well i don't see him a lot like well i call but like you yeah um that makes me think that he has like one of those jobs where he's like travel a lot for work yeah or he's an absent father i mean he's also definitely definitely i have some notes about that yeah because I mean, and the dude's wearing sunglasses, so we can't. Okay, very clearly, when you look at Russell, tell that he is of Asian descent of some mm-hmm. kind. Yeah, well, and yeah. his mom is also his very mom. clearly Asian. Yes, yes. So uh, you can't see, you can't really see enough of the features of the guy in the suit, or yeah. whatever. But so, like, you can't. There's no, I can't say like, well, they look similar, like, whatever. 
but um i like the theory yeah. and then and then he's trying to spend time with his dad on the job site it's like or like his dad had to bring him with him for whatever reason yeah. and he's like i need to get my thing the elderly badge because that's all he talks about is yeah. wilderness explorers and he's like hey well there's an old man in that house you could just go, go knock on his door yeah. to get him away good from afternoon to like to yeah he probably sent him over there to like get out of my space for a yeah. minute and then you know i can definitely see that because that guy definitely and it would explain wasn't... like why he was there because yeah. it's definitely like a downtown area and obviously yeah. russell lives like downtown in, in his city. apartment but yeah obviously we have the incident and he has to go to court and this is again another really good use of like visual storytelling and no dialogue and without the dialogue mm-hmm. and then the next morning the guys from shady shady oak shady, oak, so shady oh. pines is golden girls ah okay shady pines mom <laughs> another thing that i absolutely love is golden girls my mom <laughs> and i love that oh also did you notice after the incident goes down the dude in the suit comes by and he places his mm-hmm. hand on the on the mailbox, on the which fence. is such a subtle, or the mailbox or the fence post or something, yeah. which is such a subtle. He's like fine, but that's intimidating. Like just that one little touch, you you watch that and you're like, yeah, yeah, that guy is a shark. Okay, so then this is the fun part where all the of the balloons part. come out of the roof of the house, yes. and obviously it would take a ton of balloons. Mm-hmm. In real life, if you were to try to pick up a house with balloons can you give me a guess on how many balloons you think it would be oh my gosh five million significantly more i figured i just 23 million balloons according to the up wikipedia page but obviously they did not animate 23 million balloons because it's a cartoon so they Mm -hmm. don't need 23 million balloons to make the house fly yep in so and then they they actually animate two different number of balloons. In the liftoff sequence, there are 20,622 balloons. Wow, I mean, they got pretty damn close. 20 million? 20,000. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Sorry. I'm crunching on popcorn. I only hear about half. <laughs> um, and then in most of the flying sequences, there are 10,297. Wow. So they still animated a ton of balloons yeah they're probably individually animated yeah well because they had like the exact number on that on the page i'm like that they like that is the exact number of balloons and they're all like individually and then they probably ask but one of my favorite things about the balloons but i love that they perfectly captured like that really pristine like clear thin latex balloon look and feel like the the light like shines through them really well i love the scene where they're going past the little girl the little girl's room i I love that love that and she was like oh you know she like loved it for like the two seconds that it happened which was so cute i love that the whole balloon like house liftoff scene is great it's absolutely gorgeous Mm -hmm. i love it i love that there seems to be no semblance of a pattern yeah of the color like and there's think, no like blue, orange, red. Yeah. Like it, it's but I just think so that's random. why the balloons had to be individually animated. Yeah. Because then, like as the house turns, you know, like if they they individually am- animated all these balloons, put them in a mass, <laughs> and then as it turns, like you can see that it's random. Yeah, it's all like, mixing. Yeah. <laughs> so the house is like going off. Yes. I have another question. Okay. Yeah. So we've determined how many balloons it would take to make the house fly, yeah. right? In real life, yes. How was 
the the house moving because obviously the wind can do some exactly. yeah but i feel like he should have had some sort had of propulsion crank. he had that some sort of propulsion but that was, yes. yeah but that so that was like like sails yes he needed some sort of propulsion i, I mean yeah. honestly all he was he was just he had a million balloons and a dream baby that's he had he 23 million balloons and a dream, <laughs> and a dream. Like, that's what he was working with. Um, but yeah, it would have definitely needed some type of, like, launch propulsion to get and like, up off the ground. And, like, when the wind isn't, like, favorable to, like... Yeah, you'd need something to counteract that. Yeah. I just, needed to, magic. I just needed to bring it up because yeah. I, my goal here is to destroy all of the magic. <laughs> that's so sad. Not really. But that is the Disney magic. Yeah. It's the only reason it was. And and the only reason why it didn't completely take out like five buildings or you know <laughs> or run into it couldn't See, take them out. My thought, like it, my thought with it not running into the buildings is everything was cleared out for the construction, so he hit a wide launch area. Yeah, the launch area. Yeah, but he flies right by that apartment building, like that little girl yeah. in her room. So they're true. between buildings. Like, true, true, true. Yeah. Also, okay, another question because when you see that scene. It reminds the little girl in her room. It reminds me a lot of the "Where's my super suit?" like scene because you can see the windows, yeah. you see another building, you see something going uh-huh. in between them. So I'm like, do you think they used like some sort of a similar like layout like to, to do yeah. that? I do you think Disney just funny. has like a standard like here's a city, here's, a here's city some city scene. buildings, yes, for the background. You can like yeah. kind of change the colors to yeah. fit your yeah. stuff, but they're already drawn. Yeah, because San Francisco not the same, so that's. Yeah. so yeah then russell is on the porch and, yes. and he's like the door knock and he's like huh please let me in please. all right <laughs> okay but russell's <laughs> entire dialogue when he goes into the house it was so cute and wholesome so it was like holes, kid yeah. very enthusi- enthusiastic about everything. Yeah. i've never been in a floating house before he's so cute and how he's old like, is russell I feel like he's like eight to ten. Eight to ten. Yeah. But and he's like, you know, most people take a plane, but this way you got all your you got stuff all with your you. Stuff with you. I love that line. And then we have the first of many in this movie falling to their death scene. Yes. Oh my gosh. Insert the clip of us talking about Disney loves falling to their death. Right? Yes. No, a murder plot. Never mind. We had this discussion off camera yeah well disney we, freaking loves disney loves killing people killing people and one. acting like they're killing people yes and they they love to make them fall in yeah. one way if it's, the impact of the fall is not the direct cause of death it is closely linked i'm thinking about clayton in tarzan with yeah. that um which is so dark oh my god as a kid i never noticed the shadow of him hanging like whoa yeah so yikes, yikes. Um, I would say Clayton, Mother, Mother Gothel falls to her which death. That was a murder. Yeah. Pascal straight up. Death by chameleon. Death by chameleon murder plot. Yeah. The Mufasa. evil queen. Evil queen in Snow White like falls and then is crushed. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yep. Like yeah. there's there's a lot of Disney loves people. Loves people fall, making fall. them fall. You fall. There's a there's out. a death by fall in this movie. There is. But we have the very first time where there is a scene of a death by fall that it's just going on inside of Carl's head. But yeah, he just, yeah, is like trying to lower, lower him down. And then, like, <laughs> well, that won't work. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, Uh-oh. I think it's crazy. Like he cut a couple of balloons away. Right. Yeah. And as soon as he makes that first cut, they already start dropping. And I'm like, that, that is Disney magic. Yeah. That is well, you have to keep in mind work. that each 
individual balloon represents 100,000 balloons. Editing Piff here, it would be 1,000 balloons, not 100,000 balloons. I was drinking. Sorry. For the, the actual mechanics, right? Because there's, if there's 10,000 balloons, mm-hmm. or if there's 20,000 balloons and you need 23 million each. Oh, yeah. That yeah. would, yeah, that math. Yeah. So what a couple, it'd be the equivalent of him yeah. losing. I'm going to use math here. So in my head, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it it's makes proportionate. Sense. Yeah. Okay. And then so I watch movies with closed captions on because of a lot of reasons but also especially during this because then you can like really get into the dialogue yeah and so you know he's cutting the balloons and he turns his hearing aid off and you can see russell in the background like like, but you only hear like yeah they captioned it (gasps) they captioned it they captioned it what's it say so uh, it says, there is a storm coming. It's starting to get scary. We're going to get blown to bits. We're in big trouble. Oh. <laughs> Which truly I don't think is accurate if you look at like how his mouth is moving. But I thought it was so funny that it was captioned. They captioned it. It's like when they used to um, animate bloopers for movies like Toy Story and stuff. That, that's great. Very similar. Um, the fact that Russell like steered the house. Yeah, guy. I steered the house. And they landed and they weren't yeah. smashed to a million pieces. And yeah. We're in South America, all right. And then he's like, we'll never be lost. Throws the GPS out the window. The oh. one open window in the entire room. We'll never be lost. Oh, my goodness. Also, like, those, that had to be expensive. And yes. this is, so this is the first time we hear, like, my dad got it for me. Yeah. That's Which enough. feeds the cannon, or feeds the like head cannon I have. That the one guy, the business guy is is his dad. Yeah, he would his have dad, a lot of money. His dad is definitely like a wealthy businessman of yeah. some sort. If yeah. he is not the construction guy, yeah, I love the head cannon that he is the construction guy. So mm-hmm. in my head, that's who he is now. But you can see all of these things, like where Russell is really into like wilderness explorers because it used to be something his dad and him did. They went camping. Yep, that like. He did with his dad because mm-hmm. it, it was, it's very much like father son thing. And you can tell like they, they got divorced and now like he doesn't really see his dad. His dad doesn't have time for him. His dad was probably doing it in the first place because his mom was like, you need to spend time with your son. Yeah. And now that she can't do that, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. But he's like, well, I'll still get him like all the stuff. He needs. So mm-hmm. he's like, I'll just buy his love. I'll buy his love. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, but I do have Carl and Russell almost die so many times. Really How did do. this man not have a heart attack? I know. He is in such great physical like shape. Yeah. If you think about it. Like, yes, he has well, a cane. So he is like, supposed he, like, to be. across the continent. Yeah. yeah. I, have, I, have, I have some notes about his age yeah. later when we're seeing uh, Charles again. Mm-hmm. But, but I have a note about that. Yeah. Because Carl is, is old. Yes. Yeah. But he was a full-grown adult when we saw Baby Exactly. Carl. So Munz has to be, like, 90. Exactly. Again, I have this. We'll I have, have I, I wikipedia we'll the ages, so. We'll, we'll get there. My other note, besides them almost dying so many times, is that Carl really did not appreciate the fact that this 8- to 10-year-old steered him through a storm while he was unconscious, like, cradling his stuff to yeah. exactly where he wanted to go. Like, yeah, he's on the other side of, like, the canyon. The fall, but yeah. He did not, yeah, the gravity of that did not set in at all. This kid was eight years old and he can't put up a tent. Yep. Like, without getting smacked in the face by one of the poles. Russell yeah. is, like, I think the best Disney character ever made. 
He's like, really? I found sand. And there are I no tigers sand. in South America. Zoology. Zoology. <laughs> um, there are no tigers. Like, my knee hurts. Which one? My, my ankle no, my elbow hurts. <laughs> yeah. I have to go to the I bathroom. love him. Also, <laughs> like, I had started writing this because he was like, do I dig? The, am I supposed to dig the hole before or after? And so I was like writing like it's before, it's before. and then he, he goes it's before. Oh, he's <laughs> like I'm really none of my business. But yeah, I think Russell might be like one of my favorite Disney characters. Russell's ever definitely written. one of my favorites. But yeah. also like I don't know, he's just so like young and pure and yeah, and he's written like a real like a real kid. Year old kid. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't have any special powers. He does, no. you know, he just is an average eight to ten year old kid. And so then they obviously Kevin comes in yep. with the chocolate. And I have never noticed this before. But when Carl is like trying to send Kevin off, it Kevin is mimicking yes. Carl. And I had never noticed it. And Go on, I died laughing. I love that. That's one of my favorite scenes. Come on, shoot. And like flickering. Yeah. Now we meet Doug, and I had this realization. I have, so I have a golden retriever. You do named Nebula, and Nebula is Doug. Doug is Nebula. She is. Oh my gosh, you're right. I was like watching the movie, and Doug yeah. comes on screen, <laughs> and I look down at Nebula, and I'm like, "It's you." It's you. Like the personality is it's the same. Hundred, and like they're the same breed. Like that. Yep. Nebula's more copper. That's about it. Yeah. And she doesn't have as fat a head, but he's a cartoon. Golden. He's a cartoon golden. There, that's the him. that dog is I my love dog. When he's messing with when Russell's messing with the collar with the different languages, and he says, "I would like very much for you to stop." It's a talking dog. Dog. Obviously, we have, like meet the other dogs. And it's like Alpha and Gamma Alpha. and Delta. And I was watching it. I just Alpha's voice like it reminds me of some other like the Disney deep villain. One or the, high one? the high one. It's the same person hmm. who does Roz from Monsters Inc. Really? And I, I like don't hear that at all. Oh, I heard it's like the Oh, mm, like the very interesting. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. Like I'm I'm like I don't know how to It'd like be very please, very please. Yes. Yeah. It's mm-hmm, Roz. Mm-hmm. And also It's Roz pitched up. Yeah. yeah, it's Roz pitched up. Yep. Uh it's a dude. Yeah. So a, a guy does um Alpha and the same man is Doug. Really? Yes. That's funny. I love that. Like See, you, I should have done some research. I see. I it's so fun because I, I can be like, "Did you know this? Did you know?" <laughs> I was so excited because I was like, "Why does that like it?" It was tickling. I was like, "I know that move. I know that voice. I know that movie. It's somewhere in here. Yeah, somewhere in the back of my brain. Somewhere rattling around back." There. Yep. Yep. Ross from Monsters Inc. Yep. Are we gonna do more? Good. Yeah. Eventually, we'll have to do a bright box. Only thing that makes sense or bright. I mean, we have blue cur- We could do pet matching ones. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to do Monsters, Inc. And one of us is going to do a Sully cocktail. And the other oh! one is going to do a Mike cocktail. Fun. And we can like... We try it. Yeah, try both That'll of them. Fun. Sorry, I just clapped in everybody's ears. It's all right. It'll be all right. I'll just calm down the It'll clap. stick around. Yeah. yeah. But, That'll be fun. And then we should do that. Yep. And for everybody at home, this is how... 99.9% of plans with Tiff go. <laughs> like, it starts off as a very vague idea, and then within a minute, she's got a plan. <laughs> so back to up, I guess. Back to up. Um, so then they make camp for the night. 
get smacked in the face with a pimple. I just want to take, give him a hug and take him camping. Like the whole bit about him not knowing how to put up a tent, doing all these badges just for the potential that his own dad would like give him some attention. It's so sad. I was like, why is this the funniest and saddest movie ever? It really is. So they wake up the next morning after the tent flies off and sleep under the house oh why didn't they go inside the house because they couldn't get it I down mean, i know but like uh, russell couldn't climb up the thing but i yeah. bet you mr fredrickson could and then he could have picked and pulled him up well we're still kind of at the pl- ooh, we're still kind of at the place where he's like acting more old than he is you know yeah. like yeah that's true he hasn't kind of gr- gotten out of his grump yet yeah he is still in in his grump. yes yeah. um but so, and that's when they get, like, kidnapped by the dogs and taken to yep. Charles. This is my question. I have a lot of questions. Yep. Where did Charles get all of these dogs? Well, they mentioned in the documentary that he's watching forever as a kid, they mentioned his love of his dog. But then, of course, what are dogs going to do? They're going to breed. You know, I but I feel like he there's there's such a range of breeds that he has. He had to at least have a small so herd, many a herd, a small like. Pack. I mean, he has a herd. He has a herd now, but he had to start with a pack. I was just like, there's so many yeah. of them. Yeah, there's so many, and all like the dogs we meet are supposed to be male based on the voices. So how are they? Maybe breeding he figured on? out cloning. Ah, uh, that's it. Maybe that's it. These are clone dogs. Yes. That would make sense. I love that they call humans like he. They call Carl tiny the male mailman, man. And they call Russell the small mailman. The mailman, but like, how do they know what a mailman is? If he's been on this island forever, you know, yeah. well, or on this continent forever, like for you know years, years. How do they know? And what dogs a don't live is? that long either. No, so he he has to have cloned the dogs. Yes, because that's or the only females he... that we just don't know about, which is probably yeah. likely, but still. I don't know. In my mind, he cloned them. You said it. Now it's real. Okay, so here's the age thing. So Charles was an adult when Carl was just a boy. So Carl was 10 at the beginning of the film and in his late 70s now. So let's say he's 70. So 68 years have passed, which means that Charles is at least, he was at least 20. He was at least 20. I would say he was probably 30. Yeah. So he's 98. So he's almost 100. Yeah. And he is nimble. Yeah. Holy shit. This is an old dude. I mean, because he could have been, like, in his young 20s. He could be 80. Yeah, I would say he's, like, he's late 80s at the youngest. At the youngest, yeah. Yeah, 88 to 98 is what we're rolling with. A 10-year range there. Yeah. Yep. And that's assuming that he had professional success in his field in his 20s. Yeah, which is... In his 20s. Not like, yeah. Yeah. Not always very likely. And he's still out here being evil and stuff. Cut off from the modern world, only his dogs to talk to. Going even more insane than he probably was when he went to this. So when he's talking about the map, he's, he says, you know, the snipe is in the labyrinth. And he says it's unmappable. Sir, but you have a flying... A ma- uh-huh. You have a fly... You could have flown over it and drawn <laughs> a map. Well, they were losing helium. No, not Carl. Oh, oh, the... Charles. Yeah, he is like, you have a plane. You You've literally... been here for 60 years. Yep. You have a blimp. Go blimp, blimp over the labyrinth. Yeah. And map it. Yeah. If, if we can map caves, 
If you we could have mapped tape, this in you can, 68 but, years. Yep. 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 100%. Like, there seem to be no, like, predators in this area. No. Other there's, than the dogs. That there's are yours, the dogs that you, that you have. Control. And the bird. Yep. And uh, the bird is great, yep. but does not seem particularly threatening. But, like, if you, the whole goal is to find Kevin and you find him while you're trying to map. There you it go. It seems like you have met your goal. Yeah. Do you just not know how to make a map? Probably. And, okay, so do you think he was being genuinely hospitable, like, when they first came in? Or do you think, like, do you think he suspected them from the beginning? Or, like, do you think he only suspected them once Russell was like, Kevin? Kevin. I think, I think he probably, when he first found out that someone else was there, was on the island, whatever, I think he would have been more, like, suspicious. But then as soon as Carl was like, oh my gosh, that's Charles Wetzel, like, freaked out about it. And he was like, oh, he's a fan of mine. And, like, let that go to his head and he didn't really care until Russell said something about Kevin. And then was like, what do you mean? Kevin, like who's Kevin? Yeah, bird. Like, and then I think he like something snapped. He became clearly something snapped. Yeah, because why would I mean I don't know. Villains love a bug. Like, why would you go? Why would you feed them? Like, why would you invite them to dinner? Like, yeah, you know all that stuff. But but they love a monologue. Well, and it it got them all cozy. Got them all cozy. Yeah, I agree. My only thing was like he did have his dogs basically take them hostage. Yes. And so that, that to me so is like, well, maybe. So he was suspicious at first. Yeah. yeah. But then once he realized, he knew who he was. Yeah. So it was like, I'm going to kill you. Oh, wait, you're a fan. Oh, wait, you're a fan. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then Doug is thrown off a cliff because Disney has a throwing I people off cliff. falling. Yeah. yeah. He's fine. Okay. He's but fine. Yeah, I don't Disney has a kink. Yeah. I think that that chase sequence of them mm. like fleeing from the blimp would be such a fun ride. It would be. Disney. I know. Why don't we have an upride? I feel like they, because they keep making new movies, obviously. Yeah. But we're not getting as much, like, update in the park. Yeah. You're getting a little bit. I thought this quote from Russell was so cute. He says, it might sound boring, but I think the boring stuff is the stuff I remember most. Oh, yeah. And I think that quote, and then you tie that in with at the end where Carl is looking back through. No, looking through the book. Yeah. That Ellie made. And I'm just like, like, I think this, this movie really has like two main yeah. like takeaways. The first one I think is kind of more focused at the beginning. Take the trip. Yeah. Take when the you trip. Can, like, even if you're going to be like staying in hostels and sharing like an open bunk room with 11 strangers, like yeah. take, take the trip. And the other half of it is like, but also live your life, live your life and don't like, negate the don't take from granted. wonderful things that are like these little things, the little yeah. moments yeah I like doing picnics with your loved ones yeah. and counting cars and eating ice cream yeah like both are so so important yeah I feel like you're about to cry you're about to cry no are you okay okay your voice wavered there at the end i, I have like, oh bronchitis gosh, okay? <laughs> yeah it is though i agree obviously this is the part where a bad guy comes and manages to steal kevin yeah. He, she is injured in, yeah yeah and he gets her yeah. and then like you know carl and russell have their fight but i also think that like carl 
like he got there and I think he needed that closure for his grief. Yeah. And like he needed the hero of his childhood. Like he needed to have that full closure circle. Like yeah. That full circle closure moment. Yeah. And I think once he was able to, you know, realize she left in this photo book and I have yeah. also written down what she had on the last page. Uh she wrote, Thanks for the adventure. Now go have a new one. Yeah. And I was sobbing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think like being able to see that, like, she was happy. Yeah. She was satisfied with yeah. her, what she, she was got. She was happy just being with him. That yeah. Was cool. And so, like, he had this, this big adventure yeah. and this closure, and that allowed him to be able to be like, you know what? I've had my closure. Yeah. Let's go fuck some shit Let's up. Let's go. Um, also, like, leaving the two chairs sitting by the cliff. Yeah. Absolute perfection. Cute. Absolute perfection. Uh, just so you know, my next note is just in all capital letters. Dogs playing poker. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. I'm glad you noticed that. And I, I keep just coming back to like, Charles is going to murder a child. Yes. Yeah. Like he, it, it was implied earlier in the film, but in this moment when like Russell has gone up with the balloon, I'm going to say also like he takes the leaf blower, leaf blower <laughs> and then like is blowing it just like, yeah, it's a callback. But he like. He ties up this child and opens up the hatch so he can fall to his death again. Disney has a falling to their death. For real, though. But, like, like bond. you yeah. are going to kill an eight-year-old. Like, it's a child. You could just, like, brainwash him. Like, Mother Gothel this shit. Yeah. Like, if, but luckily, obviously, Carl gets there in time. Yeah. But if he hadn't, and the rest of my notes are, like, very small, it's just, mm-hmm. like, this is why your security needs thumbs and shouldn't be dogs. Yeah. Russell keeps almost dying. (laughs) And then the reality of two old guys fighting. (laughs) The back's going. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I remember the first time I watched that and like the the thought that Carl was just gonna I'm just gonna leave. Yeah. Like he was just gonna get in his house. I remember that one was one of the only movies that I was like, shit, like he really could. He could just fly away and just not fuck with it. Yeah. Because as soon as he realized Russell was in danger, he was like, oh, no, we're going to, no, hell no, we're yeah. going to fuck some shit up, but, like. Uh, and then, obviously, of course, yet another Disney villain falls yeah. to his falls death. Falls to their death. And, but I think, I was, like, thinking about it, and I don't feel like he's ever in, like, a villain lineup. No. He's not in, like, not scary. You never see him, ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this character is gone, and I was, like, probably yeah. because there's nothing redeeming about him. Yeah, probably not. Like, I mean, there's he's just really, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, there's really nothing redeeming about Oogie Boogie, <laughs> to be fair. Oogie Boogie has a, like, awesome song. Yes. That's a redeeming quality. I mean, is there much redeeming about Facilier? Uh, yeah. He has an awesome song. This is a song. And so, and such good you style. I, I think you and I have two different definitions of redeeming. I think we have very different definitions <laughs> like, of redeeming quality. So, like, I'm not saying, like... There, uh, any Disney villain is a good person, but I'm just saying, like, there are things that make their characters interesting, yeah. and, like, people remember them, and, they like, so people would want to meet them at, like, a villain meeting. Yeah, for sure. I really wouldn't care about Charles. Yeah. Like, people would be like, oh, that guy. Yeah, like, he's honestly, just a bad guy. You don't guy. see him. I think as adults, we see him as more of a villain than children would. Yeah. Know? Like, he's just this guy who kidnapped Russell. But like you, as your child, you're not you don't see like the, how see it bad as it an is. attempted murder or yeah. like as like yeah 
him like he is a serial killer he is because he killed all those adventurers yeah Yeah. but you don't pick that up until you're older and then we have the badge ceremony the end of the movie and the Uh, fact that he his dad still didn't didn't come kids deserve their parents attention yeah can you imagine how out of her mind with worry she must have been? Oh my gosh. And then well, they're just acting like everything's totally fine. And he's like disheveled. Like he clearly just got back. Yeah. Like, he got back in time for the ceremony. Yeah. And he probably was like, Mom, I'm fine. I was hoping like, Mr. Where Frederick have you been for three days? Like, Unless it was four. dad's weekend and like dad oh, didn't even notice. Did, yeah. And then when dads have their kids, they send them back disheveled all the time. Yep. Cannon. That would make sense because if it was Dad's weekend, he'd be on the job site with him. And that's why he was there. Yep. It that's all just it. came full circle, y'all. Full circle. Here we go. Cannon. Here we are. Cannon. All right. Yep. And that's, that, that was up. That was up. That's what's up with up. <laughs> that was bad. I know. <laughs> that was so bad. It was so bad. Um, if you've made it this far, Spotify has this like super fun question thing down at the bottom. Be like, you liked the episode but you should tell us if you like our theory about who Russell's dad is yes please yes. i like the theory tell us anything you think about it but yeah especially that all mm-hmm. right well well yeah. me and my popcorn up here sorry <laughs> it's so good i can't stop but thank you for tuning in let we'll us see know you. what you think about the cocktail yeah we'll see you on the flip side bye, bye. Thanks for listening to Pixie Dust with a Twist. Remember, the adventure doesn't have to end here. Leave us a review wherever you listen and continue exploring the enchantment by trying out our suggested recipes and creating your own movie-inspired concoctions. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Pixie Twist Pod. Until next time, cheers! cheers. And, and may, may all your dreams, dreams come true. true.